This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. We're going to talk about RFPs, and I promise you, you will hear something new today that you have never considered. We've talked about them in Agency Accelerator quite a bit. Um, You know, my goal for us is always make more money, not work as hard, not waste our time, not spin our wheels. And I've, so RFPs, if you don't know, is a formal document that I'll a company will send out to solicit specific information from companies they want to work with. Like, you know, in our case, a PR agency, digital marketing agency, it could be an experiential marketing agency. Um, and they could come at you, um, from contacts, you know, or it could be, uh, something that, somebody in your community has shared with you that, or they just find you online, you know, or it's somebody you have a contact with. So we're going to talk about what is an RFP and what information you'll find in them. So you can look and see, even if it's a good RFP, we're going to talk about three major red flags to look out for when you receive an RFP. And the big one which is um, strategy, Uh, why you should never give away strategy, what to kind of look for, you know. So um, if you have ever received an RFP, like somebody has sent it to you and said, hey, our company is looking to replace our PR firm or we're looking for an agency to help us launch our brand, here's our RFP. Okay. Lots of people getting RFP. You might've received it from one of your contacts at a company in your niche. Like they know you, maybe it's a client that's moved on to another company and they're trying to bring someone new in and they're doing a process, or it could be a cold RFP from a brand that you've heard of, or you haven't heard of. And, um, you know, you kind of think like, you know, let's look at this and see what it's all about. Um, no matter how this RFP comes your way, you have to carefully consider whether or not you're going to respond to it and try to kind of throw your hat in the ring to secure the client because responding to them properly can be really time consuming and you want to have a process for considering whether that time and effort are worth it to land that potential client. Um, you know, so we're going to dig into all things RFPs, what they are how to know if it's the right one for you to actually go through the effort and do it, what red flags to look out for when a new RFP hits your inbox. So um, just in general, what it's going to include from a good company that actually, I've seen some that are like so vague and you're going, what even is this? But usually they are looking for Uh, They'll use an RFP to solicit information from agencies that they're possibly interested in working with or just to kind of vet a bunch at once and have similar criteria to 
apples for apples compare, they'll usually include company info, goals and expectations, probably have some kind of an NDA. Um, they should have a list of deliverables or a scope of work. Um, they should have some kind of a response framework, like how they're expecting your responses to be positioned. And it should have budget details. And the company should give as much information as possible so you can craft a proposal that actually answers their needs. That doesn't mean that you should give away a ton of information in your response. We're going to get to that later. But you want to be able to communicate your ability to solve their problems, serve their needs, uh, share your unique value proposition, and what you can provide for the budget or the budget range that they've shared. So that's the basic, right? If a company is considering multiple agencies or they want to run a process that's fair, then RFPs can help them make their final decision. And companies will turn to this process to gauge how well each PR agency understands their needs and can execute a project or can execute a campaign. They'll help us as PR pros get clarity around a prospective client's goals early in the process and ensure that you understand you're accountable to those goals if and when you start your partnership. And it should also outline the company's benchmarks to measure success. So that can help you make your decision on whether you should respond because you need to vet every RFP to decide whether or not it's worth your time. Um, and sometimes these benchmarks to success might really indicate that they're untethered from reality and that they're looking for some agency to like bend over backwards to prove their, uh, you know, value worth and, and just, you know, aim really high and hope somebody will reach for that target. But that also really shows that they probably don't have realistic expectations. Maybe they're not going to be satisfied. Um, you know, so there's a lot to consider. And we actually hosted a masterclass inside of our agency accelerator that will go really deep into how to properly vet RFPs that you receive. Um, and this is the six tips that I have for you. When should you respond to an RFP? Number one, you, your response uh, will never give away your entire strategy. So respond to an RFP when you know that you can communicate effectively and answer their questions without giving away a strategy for free. Never give away details of your PR strategy in the proposal, regardless of whether you're responding to an RFP that asks for it or doesn't, just in general. If you're sending a proposal, a capabilities deck to a potential client, or answering an RFP, even if they've asked for it, you should not, do not share your strategy in your proposal, never. Protecting your IP, that is your intellectual property. You're gonna put in a lot of time and a lot of energy. This is really critical um, to holding on to the value that you're generating. Um, when you 
give away your strategy. I've said this a million times. You are showing that it has, you're putting a $0 sign on it. You're giving it away for free. Um, the work you're submitting for, it isn't guaranteed. And once that company has your strategy, they can do whatever they want with it. You know, the RFP and the NDA that you signed says, in all likelihood, that whatever you submit is theirs to review, to execute, you know, they don't need you. And now you've just given it. If you can reuse a previous proposal template in your response, go for it. Maybe your capabilities deck gets you 90% of the way there. And there's a couple uh, additions you can make to really answer their questions specifically, but they tend to be really time consuming to respond to. So saving time wherever you can, total win, plus you are less likely to give away too much information with a plug and play template. And that's, we have these inside agency accelerator, um, where we go through and show what goes in, what language, uh, we have an entire, um, section of agency accelerator where we have a template that you can customize on Canva and make it really beautiful. We have had people that have won $25,000 a month, uh, retainers with our proposal template. I want a $25,000 a month client with our, with our proposal template. And I show you what's involved. Um, but investing the time and energy into developing some kind of a, a customizable proposal template that you can use for RFP responses and one-off proposals is a really valuable use of your time. And we also have two different versions ready to go, whether it's baby and kids brands or beauty and cosmetics brands. And we actually, like I said, we go through all of this in Agency Accelerator um, and we have this plug and play template that's really good. So that's something to think about is just using what you have to save you time and not over deliver on proprietary intellectual property without an agreement where you're basically putting a zero dollar value on your ideas. Don't do that. So that's when you should respond to an RFP is when you can do so without giving away the farm, right? Number two, if you've been specifically invited to submit a proposal, so if it hits your inbox and it's clear that only a handful of agencies have been contacted, green flag, we like that. Um, it shows that that company is really serious about working with top tier agencies in their niche. They've already narrowed down potential candidates. Um, they have cut out a lot of the fluff and they're really only going after like three agencies. Um, you can ask them, you know, how many, um, agencies, Ugh. and you know that you're working with a client that takes PR and your value and your time as a PR pro seriously. They've done their research and this is probably their final step in making their decision that bodes well for your future partnership. You do not want to waste your time. So these open RFPs that they just put out everywhere, you know, LinkedIn or send a, an email blast or post it on their social or whatever, they're far too competitive. They're far too vague to be worth your energy. And it's like a cattle call. They just want as many responses that they can get, even if it is a major waste of time. 
um, for pretty much everybody. A lot of times they do that when they're stuck and they want ideas. So we do not like them either, but I want to give criteria and not just say never, right? So the third criteria, this is the big one. This is when I would be like, we're throwing our hat in. You really want the business. You love the, the company. They have an, a good budget. Um, their goals and objectives align with what you excel at. Um, so you know that adding this company to your roster would be a positive or, and, or you already have contacts at the company. So we know that it takes up major time and energy. It has to be worth it. So you want to evaluate whether or not the company is worth it. Are they a key player in your niche? Check. Um, will getting this client help your business grow? Um, will it be a really solid, compelling case study because people know this company um, and it'll add some cachet to what you do? Check. Um, does taking on this client push you closer to your goals? Uh, you know, that's one of the things that we really focus on inside of Elevate, the group coaching experience. Uh, you will set goals and objectives and um really kind of establish your thinking around like your big why around your business and your personal life and help develop your kind of purpose. And that becomes a North star. And if you have a really solid understanding of your goals, this is when decision-making becomes really easy. No's are like clear as day and yeses are like, hell yeah, let's go for it. So if this is like, wow, this perfectly aligns with the direction we're going in, what we're trying to do, our revenue goals, um, our interest in making more contacts in this industry, in working in this niche in a bigger way, check, right? That is a yes. It is also a good idea to kind of take a step back, get a good look at your chances of actually landing this. So having a good contact at the company, usually a good sign, um, cold RFPs, there's nothing tipping the scales in your favor, right? So do some research on um, into the company, even if you're familiar with them, check out their social media pages, their website, um, really start to like think through, uh, do I want to be part of this? And, um, you know, maybe you even see that you have a former colleague or somebody that is familiar with your work that now happens to be at this company that's a step in the right direction. You have to set yourself up for success with this partnership and you're not going to be successful if they don't have their assets in order. So perhaps part of the response or the questions that they open it up for as you're working on the response is going through and seeing if you, um, you're, like you're looking at their assets, you're looking at their website, their social media is kind of janky. Their website is like really old and not working great, broken links. They don't need a PR firm at this stage. They need to do some, you know, overhauling of their brand uh, presence. And maybe you're finding out if that is another step in the process that doesn't involve the PR firm, but you want to ask, are you going to be working on these things? Because if not, you don't want to get involved with that. So 
that will help you also, you know, having someone at the company and really figuring out like, where are we in this? Like, what are their plans? Because candidly, they're a hot mess and I love the company. I love the products, but this is going to be hard because they're not appealing at this point. Okay. You do not want to respond. It is not a good idea. These are the three over there when your services, your expertise are not the right fit. Um, if you receive an RFP that you know isn't right for you, it's a clear no. It's a mis- it could be a mismatch in terms of services, what they're requesting, your pricing versus their projected budget, or even your niche. Um, don't try to fit a round peg into a square hole. You deserve to work with clients that are aligned, that let your work, um, you know, shine because you have, you know, your contacts, your industry expertise, you're working in your zone of genius. Like you're like, yeah, this is great. If this isn't that, then it's not even worth acknowledging, right? Um, it could be especially difficult to turn down RFPs if you're new to PR. And so this might be a cautionary discussion for people who are new. And if you are struggling, don't look at an RFP as an opportunity if it doesn't meet your criteria, because it's still a waste of time. You know, I know people that are newer, like, but it's not the best way to grow your business. And actually, if you're new um, or trying to break into a niche, it's probably not even worth the time because they're not going to see that you're the right fit for them. So um, it's better to niche down, say no to what doesn't fit and work with clients that align with your values. Um, And then of course we have this little, if you're like, I need to go and just drum up new business. I need back to the basics. I need a framework. I need some accountability to an approach. We have this inexpensive, but really, really good program lead to landed. My goal is just to get you drumming up new business, fill your pipeline. That is worth the price of admission. And then some like promise, promise you. Um, okay. The number two thing is if the business is just not worth the time and effort, then it's not worth, you know, submitting the RFP. It's not like sending a proposal to a client that you've already met. You've talked about their goals. You've talked about their launches, their runway. Um, and you've had a discovery call. It is not the same as that. Um, thinking about the fact that other agencies are submitting proposals in their response, and you're going to be competing against other qualified PR pros, and the chance of being selected is more limited than having those one-on-one, you know, where you can start, well, we talk about an agency accelerator, start to serve, be the expert, start to lead them on those calls this isn't that. This is like a nameless, faceless document. Usually you don't get a chance to get on the phone with them. Very rare. Um, And so before you say yes, you want to check in with yourself. See if the RFP is worth the time, worth the energy you're going to spend on it. And if you're chosen, is this client worth that extra effort? You know, how is the ROI on your time and energy to actually execute this. Maybe there's something about this that would get you to finally take the time to put together your capabilities deck. You know, maybe this is something that you could use 
80, 90% again for something else, then maybe that's the kick in the pants you need to actually get those assets together. But if it's really difficult and time consuming to create this proposal that fulfills all of these RFP requirements, even if you are using a custom template, maybe it's not worth it to you, you know, because you're not the only, you're not the only one throwing their hat in the ring. Um, this is a big one. This is a big red flag when the RFP just doesn't clearly outline key details. If it's missing details, it's unclear. Um, maybe they're hiding, you know, playing close to the vest with the budget. Um, run the other way and don't look back. This is one of those big, big red flags. Um, companies will use this process to vet potential PR agencies. So they should take the time to be thorough, write a detailed partner, uh, targeted RFP. And it gives you an idea of whether or not you're making these decisions as the leader of your company. Is this worth your effort? If they didn't make the effort to show how much they value PR and your time or that they even understand, you can tell in an RFP if they just don't even get it. They're throwing everything in there, do this, da, 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 and you're like, there, this is not going to work for you or this is not possible for one company um, to do well or, you know, they're talking about advertising and they don't get that this isn't PR, you know, all these things that um, they're talking about a cadence of launching press releases just for the purpose of putting something out there. And you're like, that's not what we do. It's not going to work for you. It shows that they didn't make the effort to really think about potential partnership if they don't vet their needs and they don't clearly outline them to show that they value PR and your time, then what does it say about your potential partnership? Um, we dig into all of this, plus how to make sure you meet all the requirements. Like I said, there's a masterclass inside Agency Accelerator. So if you are in that program, you have, you own that access already. Um, any potential miscommunication can set you up for these misaligned expectations down the road, especially where budgets are concerned. So beware of that um, and really see how well does this company communicate their needs because probably down the road, their expectations haven't, won't, won't have been communicated effectively and they're not going to be, there's no like, arrival at a successful campaign if they don't even know what it is they're looking for. Um, and then also you want to watch out for, this is a clear take advantage situation. Watch out for RFPs that will request free tests or free trials. I have never seen this, but members of our community have any potential client that may want to do a free test, a pitch, pitch the media as part of an RFP or even just draft one so they can see how you're writing, how you're positioning their brand, that's a huge no. They're missing, you know, they miss info in the RFP or they want you to do work for free. 
Hell no. Um, your time is valuable and any client you may or may not work with needs to understand that. And that is just a huge um, sign of disrespect for your time and the value of what expertise you bring to the table. So um, that's, yeah, a big part of what, you know, you have to be aware of. Um, so we've got yeses and nos. Um, I'd say if I were going to summarize the biggest factors, um, having a contact at the company that's familiar with your work, maybe an old client that's moved over, um, big positive in your favor, knowing and asking them how many firms are submitting or how many firms have they reached out to, and it's three or fewer, that's a plus. Um, reading the RFP and having it be a very realistic um, query and uh, criteria that seems like it's truly looking for the right partner with the right experience versus someone that's going to give free strategy. That's also a plus. Loving the company, um, uh, knowing it's going to add to your portfolio, them having a, a budget range and asking you to show them how you would optimize the budget. That's like buckets versus strategy. I think that's okay. Some of you may disagree, but I think that's okay. Um, only under those circumstances would I even think to reply to an RFP. And then I would take a deck that I have and it's 90% of the way there and maybe customize a few slides to better answer their questions or better position it, but no strategy, no free strategy. So try to weigh these decisions. Um, thank you guys for being here. Okay. That's all I got for you. I'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, it's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency to fill your pipeline with high paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.